trip. Last episode, we talked about some of our successes and failures as far as off-season predictions are concerned, and I purposely left the Justin Fields Chicago Bears conversation off the table at that time because I have recently prescribed uh, the city of Chicago uh, annual prescription of Bears Improvement Medication. Four, three, two, one. My favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. And don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was hot. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean dynasty life balance. I- I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around fantasy football, dynasty is life. See, the Bears have been through a lot. And sometimes when you've got, you know, the quarterback frustrated with the coaching, the wide receiver saying it's not being used right. He gone. You're dropping games. Moves have been made. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sometimes when it all just piles up, something's got to give and guys rally and turn it around. And I just think that there's a chance still that the Bears – have that ability to you know, rally to a fantasy-relevant season, not necessarily a division <laughs> winner or a uh, team that's not drafting in the top 10 next year. But I do, do. I do think, you know, DJ Moore and Justin Fields are going to continue to produce. They, they look really good together. <clears throat> when Justin Fields is having a good game, he is the QB1. When he's on, he puts up more points than any other quarterback. He also has complete shitters of games, too. So yeah. he just has to be more consistent, exactly. <clears throat> a lot more consistent. It'll be interesting to see what happens throughout the year after their win on Thursday night. And that is uh, last night. We are recording this here on uh, Friday night, October 6th. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, we're just entering entering week five here. First month. First month, Eagles 4-0, as we expected, (laughs) just a side note. Um, And we're seeing a lot of of stuff that we didn't expect here in the old uh, fantasy football realm. Players ranking in the top 10 that we didn't expect. And um, we talked a lot last episode about what we got right and what we got wrong. But I think more importantly, it's time to look forward. It is. It is. Just dwell in the past here. (laughs) Use the past. To learn. To learn, exactly. And you know who might be able to teach us, I think, a little bit about the situation in Chicago? Um, you remember your old buddy um, with the with the heart issues and the, the sausages? What was, what was his name? Zach, how does he not remember me? <laughs> I t- yes, yes, Bill. Welcome uh, to the show. Bill, thank, Bill thank, glad thank, to have you back. Thank you, boys. As the people know, spell Swarsky here. I'm coming to your life from Dick's Restaurant in downtown Chicago, I.L. And I'd just like to say that uh, the Bears are going to turn it around, okay? Okay, Bill. I don't see the Bears <laughs> turning it around, Bill. I. Mm. What's good? What's What's going to happen, Bill? How is this going to happen? What's going on? Listen, we got them all together here at Dick's. <laughs> We cooked up 155 hat 
Italian sausages. Surfed them up to the team. And you know what, Trip? The very next week, what do you know? The first victory in almost an entire calendar year. <laughs> wow, Bill. I'd like to apologize to the city, my fellow Chicagoans, because I have been a little distracted. You know, my brother Bob, he's had his 74th heart attack, and I just, I was just, I was not paying attention to the Bears. Can you believe it? Boys, can you believe it? Bill, it sounds like you do a lot for your city and your family. Really commendable. I mean, commendable listen, work. yeah, listen, people out in Chicago, they're they're loyal to the Bears too, and uh, it's a tough gig just sometimes. Like we are here in Philly, so listen, Bill, we love you, we respect it, we're rooting for Bob, <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll talk to you next time the Bears are relevant. Huh? Bill, any dynasty sleepers out there in Chicago? Any players on maybe IDP or... Uh... This guy's trying to talk me off in a show. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, because I've been trying to tell the people here that this kid, Taylor Skit, that's right, Mr. Skit, <laughs> and his Cincinnati Bearcats. This guy was drafted in the fourth round. Zach. Sorry, Bob, are you trying to say Scott? Yeah, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, like, uh, the same as, uh, like Michael Scott. From The Office, exactly. Okay, okay. Exactly, Trip, you know. Talking the same language, you know. So, anyways, this guy was drafted pick number 133 overall. Late for a receiver, Bob. Yeah, but he's scrolling up against Darnell Mooney and the Equiminius Saints Browns. That's a good point. This guy's got nothing but freaking sausages for hands. <laughs> Anyways, I thank you guys for having me. Keep an eye on the Cincinnati Bearcat on that Chicago Bears. The Bears. Let's go, Bears. Bill, thank you so much for coming on. I think we've all yeah, enjoyed Bill. learning that the secret to Chicago's success is the sausage. The sausage is always the secret to success. Remember that, fellas. Um, and we wish, you know, your brother Bob the best, yeah. uh, right? Um, so, anyways, now that we have that potent uh, Bears analysis, <laughs> what, what are you doing, like, I, this is kind of a free-form episode. What are you doing, like, right now? When you're jumping onto Sleeper app, looking at your team, you, Paul, you're crafting up trades. Paul, the same you, uh, thing I'm doing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> same thing we do every I, night, Chip. Exactly. I'm looking for players who are low, right? They're they're going for a low mm -hmm. price or their value is higher. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking to see who can I sell high. Always looking to sell high. I'm also starting to look at, am I going to be a contender or should I sell and, and, and rebuild this year? But... Mm -hmm. um, really just looking to see what moves are out there. Um, right. Who can you pick up that might gain some value at some point for you? I, like I recently grabbed a couple of guys off the the absolute basement of the availability pool. It's bare. 
There's not a lot out there right now. There, we got some big rosters here. <laughs> big rosters, some bare cupboards in the old uh, the old shopping uh, store in our league. I picked up Chris Brooks, who is, you know, maybe a little buried on the running back depth chart in Miami, but you never know. Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries always. Rookie. Most certain Wilson, at least. Right. Exactly. Was efficient, you know. He uh, ran nine times for 66 yards against that Bronco team when it was just scrubs in. So I used that moment as a measuring stick to uh, decide that since I had some guys go down and go on IR and I didn't have to drop anybody, that I would just reach here for Chris Brooks and see what happens. So it's it's a nice shot, Paul. I, li- I like <coughs> that as a pickup. I do. That kind of thing that you have going on. I feel like the Dolphins have so many skill Bill, positions. Bill's Tyler Scott would probably be like that. <laughs> but that's he's probably He's doing, probably on the Texas squad, yeah. Chris Brooks reminds me of uh, Jordan Mason last year. He's on a great offense, a great running offense, kind of an undrafted bigger guy who can come in and play so and will never do anything we'll see if either of them pop if he's a <laughs> chance probably not on another team but if they you may. just never know that's the point but so like in Jordan, dynasty you really want to scour the bottom and if you have short rosters i feel like it's, it's a, little a little tougher it's a little tougher it's a little less fun you have to manage it different completely differently but, but, but Jordan Mason at one time did have some trade value. Like yeah. he, he doesn't anymore, but I probably could have got something for him if I, if I moved on him. So I like that pickup. Dolphins just seem like they have so many skill position players. They just traded for Clay, Claypool. Um, <laughs> Claypool. <laughs> well, I got him mixed up that's with Craycraft and, and that's Braxton Berrios and all these that's guys. That's what he's been lately. Claypool. Seriously. I was, I was shocked that they were the team that took him. Um, but anyway, I do think that that brings me to my first kind of person who's being undervalued right now, and that's Jalen Waddle, just because his teammates have put on some insane tape and he just hasn't been targeted and he's been hurt. Uh, so I think if you have a manager who's maybe doesn't really know what they have on their hands and you can make a move for him, yeah. that would be a great time to try to throw some offers there. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going to give up a first for somebody, I feel like easily waddles the type of player you do it for yeah and a second um, maybe throwing a, a, a different receiver who's had a hot start who's really not worth that much and yeah that could get the deal done yeah i um <clears throat> what are you looking for in trades right now like i like that's the one thing you know you're, you're early in the season you're going into week five the cards are a little bit more on the table mm-hmm. like first quarter of the season is over mm-hmm. and usually you kind of know most of what teams are going to be or they've shown flashes of what they're going to be flashes. Obviously we've had a lot of bears conversation. That's because they're an interesting team that has just shown a recent flash at the end of the first quarter of the season. And it's what, you know, what do we want to make of that? Right. Where's the fantasy value? And I, you know, as much as I'm a big Khalil Herbert guy, I don't think, (laughs) don't think it rests with him. I think, Justin Fields just runs the ball too much, and he got that one receiver in DJ Moore, man, that can make it happen. So yes, DJ Moore is looking solid. Fantasy relevance is is getting there. Our guy Bill's not wrong. What, um, what do you think of the rumors about him going to Atlanta? What would you make of that? Good for either team? Yeah, that's right. The Fields trade rumors. Atlanta, should, yeah. Should, the should Jets the Bears were hold? Should they trade? Like, um, I think he got all. 
give the kid a little bit more of a chance. You I know? agree. I think even um, just for Dynasty at this window. I don't think the play calling has been good. I agree with him. He, he's, you don't come out in the press conference and, and say coaching, but like. <laughs> at some point, you kind of have to. I mean, who knows what transpired in there, right? Like, I, listen, the kid is like, what, 24 years old? Let's give him some slack. I think he's probably pissed off that he wasn't being used right. And if you ask me, there wasn't a lot of intentional running. There wasn't like an offense that, in my opinion, seems to work well with run-pass option as a central feature, if you will. Uh, And to me, that's what the Bears should be. That's their biggest threat. His biggest threat is to run. They seem to be trying to deny that in the first couple games of the season, and maybe that was a strategic thing in there trying to keep him healthy and longevity. But from a fantasy perspective, we don't care. Yeah, it was just, it was just <laughs> and we poor. don't think you're going anywhere, anyways. So why don't you just cater to us <laughs> and uh, let the kid run? And maybe that's what they decide. Maybe that's what the coach's room in Chicago said to themselves. Yeah, hey guys, stop. We're losing. Let's stop trying to preserve fields and make all of the dynasty managers happy doing more is the priority. Yeah. Doing more of what actually works, I think would help them because they are inconsistent. So to continue to to do what you're good at and maybe you can put some consistent games together for teams, organizations, (laughs) corporations, just people do what you're good at. I do think good advice, good advice, good dynasty life advice for the people out there trip for sure. Um, now, since we've given some good advice, maybe we uh, talk about how we try to mess with people's heads a little bit here on the trade, on the old trade market. I do think this window um, is a little too small to really absolutely know some things. There's still some things that are left to be determined and left to be unknown. There's obviously things that we understand and we see, but there still is so much to be learned, and this window is too small to say, you know, this plus this equals this for the rest of the season. Oh, I, yeah. No, but you've seen enough to make your – to place your bets. Or you know to, what I mean? To, to utilize what you, what you know against somebody who's a, a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's what, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about what do you – how do you go about it? You hop on this phone. I am looking at – And my- you're like, nice. I got – 20, 30 minutes where <laughs> the dogs aren't going to bother me. My wife's not going to bother me. Nobody's going to bother me. Of course, you're probably taking a shit. And, you know, you want to look through your dynasty roster, right? So where, where do you start? Where do you, you want to make it a nice uh, trade? Maybe stun the league. Who knows? I guess, you know, where, where the shit lies. You got to look at your own team first, right? So I'm definitely looking at my own team. I'm looking at what players do I have that are overperforming what they're actually valued at for me right now. I'm going back to look at my preseason rankings and see which one of these players is underperforming right now and who could maybe I could buy for a bargain. And I'm also looking at their analytics, their grades, what they've done so far this season. And if I find a, a match there, that's that's a player I'm trying to move on. I like that. I like that strategy. Anyone in particular you're trying to uh, acquire that, you know, well, it yeah. happens to be on my roster. <laughs> on your roster, I don't know that I was seeing. 
a lot of opportunity. I mean, interesting tonight. I mean, Ayuk has gone gone off, right? Ayuk oh, yeah. is like just oh, yeah. like the number one He's surprise number at receiver this season so far. Yeah. Number thirteen wide receiver. Number yeah, 13 surprise. Lucky. <laughs> I'd say he's the biggest, just like, at, I mean, Puka Nakua, but that's that was like so out of nowhere. If you invested in Ayuk, that was like a big jump in value for sure. So I don't think I can go after him on your team. Um, I think you could probably still make a move for Marvin Mims. I think he's going to blow up at some point. Um, and he's, he's played really, really well. Uh, I think Rashi Rice has shown... Some really nice things, and even though he hasn't blown up yet, I think the future is bright for him, and I've seen enough it with him. It looks like it will be, yeah. Okay, that's nice. So you're putting some bet, placing your bets on Rashi. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, Rashi. By the way, Trip has steered way off my roster, but I like, I like <laughs> what I'm getting out of him. I'm more looking at, like, this list of uh, who's, who's graded well and uh, wh- what the preseason rankings were. Um. Nico Nico Collins um, is a player that I think he's exploded, unbelievable. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think he can. He oh can, yeah, I don't think so either. I think he can maintain this. So if somebody's trying to sell high on him, I'm definitely listening to offers and would probably give back end first, top of the second maybe for him at this point. Interesting. I um, yeah. I I and I think it's players like. It's players like that, like in one of our leagues recently, somebody traded us Garrett Wilson for Tank Dell pretty much, um, which was a redraft league, totally different story. But, like, you know, guys who are sort of broken out early in the season, flash in the pan versus fantasy stud is the right question to be asking yourself. And that's not always going to go the way that you might originally think. But I've got some guys that, I like uh, as bets on, you know, being long-term, successful, but in that tier of you're not spending anything or much at all to get them. Like, I think Jaleel McLaughlin is a guy that we've talked about before who kind of broke out recently when Javante Williams went down and potentially is somebody that could be a pretty good running back in this league. And it's like a 20% chance, you know, maybe like one in five that he becomes a top 30 running back in fantasy at some point. I wish I had him to trade to you. But, I mean, I don't know that I would trade for him. Like, I would have scooped him off the waiver wire. Yeah. Or if I could give a fourth for him right now, like, I might. Yeah. He'd be useful for the season, especially as a Javante owner. Right. Exactly. And so you look for win-wins like that. And you look for people who might be trying to get rid of people because they're deciding between do I go for it or do I tank? Yeah. You're looking at four weeks in. Some people may have said it might be better for me to have a higher draft pick next year than continue <laughs> this effort. And you definitely want to take a look at their roster. Uh, what do we recently trade in our league, right? Uh, two first for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Wow. Two first for Saquon. It's been a uh, same team got. It's been a stud running back trade away for. Uh, yeah, he's got four first round picks for Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. Looking pretty good right now. It's a haul. It is a haul. It is a haul. You got to pay it. Um, I, 
I see both sides. It's a fair trade, I think. You hate giving up two firsts for a running back that's kind of already past the beginning of their their career, but... You're it, going for it. You're going for it, yep. Yeah, you're going for it. You're going for it. Hasn't really worked out well so far. I think I'm like, huh? <laughs> like two and two. Uh, CMC carrying us, carrying us through, baby. Carrying us through. Um, yeah, a player that I'm definitely knocking down doors for right now is is Brees Hall. I want to get in that trade negotiation. Just see, yeah, what is that person valuing Brees Hall at? How low can I? Will they even give me an offer? And if they give me right, an offer right. and it's, you know, first and the second, two first, that's easy. Uh, two seconds, I would think about. But you know, if Josh Jacobs is going for two seconds, Saquon Barkley is going for two seconds. If I can get Brees Hall for two seconds, I'd rather do that. I feel like right yeah. now because he's he's young and he's he, and he's going to blow up. He's a, a buy low for me right now for sure. Yeah. Would you? What would you pay in draft capital for the current wide receiver four? 31-year-old, <laughs> 10 Allen. years of experience, Keenan Allen, who, by the way, is just rocking fools yeah. on the blindside block. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what he does. He goes on these insane runs where he wins you weeks, and then I hate to say it, but I, I, just, I, I, can't, I can't trust him that much. Uh, I wouldn't be giving up my draft capital for him right now. I'd probably wait a couple more weeks hold on to it and see what I can get at the deadline. I don't know that I'm making a move for Keenan Allen with, with some of my heavy draft capital. All right. Well now on the opposite end of that spectrum. Okay. Puka Nakua. Have to talk about him. He's lighting it up. He's lighting it up. Cooper cup comes back this Sunday. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen this Sunday? Do you think he has the same fantasy relevance? Not in a, I'm sure he won't have the same target share, but I bet he's got eight, nine targets still. I mean, he's had more than that, I guess, in the last couple. He's been targeted 20 times uh, one week, which is just insane. But seven targets two weeks ago, 10 targets last week. You think he gets to seven <laughs> against the Eagles? Seven targets, yeah. He's going to get seven targets, I think. You think he gets to 10? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I yeah. think the one thing he has done for himself, though, is he's given himself some long-term value. Like, even if he completely shit the bed for the next 12, 13 games and the offseason came around, there would be some hype. Like, Puka's getting back yeah. to his, you know, end yeah. of beginning of season. How much clout does four <laughs> stud weeks and a record in rookie receptions get you. Exactly. And if you draft Even him, if you bomb for the next. <laughs> you brought your 14. dynasty managers some value. So uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Puka. Um, but, yeah, you can uh, you can hold him, it's right? It's so frustrating because I literally looked at picking him up before rated, and then, like, the next day he grabbed him. It was like a you know, random day in June, and I was like, oh, this guy looks like he'd be a good flyer. And I was works. like, oh, I'm going to go with this, you know, others, other crappy, you know, low draft pick guy. Um, I forget who it was, but what did oh, a, what a miss. <laughs> what did what Corby say in our group chat? Uh, if you don't have regrets at this point, then you just ain't doing Dynasty right. Yeah. 
<laughs> he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. We need to bring him on this show just to just to ease our uh, for sure. Our pain. For, for sure. <laughs> um, he's. I mean, from a skill film perspective, he's killing it. He's electric. Yeah, he's killing it. That's why I say he's he's at this point in what he's shown, he's earned himself some value. So you can either hold hold him right if you're in a rebuild. Um, Hold him if you're a Cooper Cup owner, and then you're just locking down some yeah. bulk of targets in your wide receiver slot each week. Would you give your 2024 first-round pick to acquire him? <sighs> I'm so stingy with those picks. Probably over. I've overvalued them a little bit. Probably, like after, but That's right, though. I, I I don't think I would give it give it up for him. I I worry about. Stafford, I worry about McVeigh kind of going away. They just seem like every year, like, are they going to walk away? Are they going to come back? Are they going to walk away? Are they going to come back? That would be my fear, too. Yeah. It's nothing yeah. else other than just, like, this system could the system move on. The is a huge part of what has made him it great. It is. So it far. is. And I worry that I worry about the longevity of that. Now, it's worth a, it's worth a risk for sure. I'm just a little bit more conservative with that first-round pick, and I'd want to use that on a player maybe – with uh, I felt a little more safe with. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> well, only time will tell, but <laughs> hopefully we're still doing this in 10 years. Yeah, I want right. to see what happens with that kid's career. <laughs> That's for sure. JT coming back, sounds like. Yeah, looks like he's going to come back, play for the Colts. I mean, we were talking about this in the offseason, and my Trey Sermon dreams are being crushed again. <laughs> I'm sure you're not shocked. The um, it always comes down to like, you know, the NFL stands for not for long, and you only get so many games to play. And good for Jonathan Taylor; he's willing to put that aside, probably because he just freaking loves football. <laughs> um, it seems like it. It yeah. seems like he just wants to get out there and run some people over. He seems like that type of attitude. <clears throat> I gotta ask Paul, what are you giving up for JT? What what's the price right now? I think a first, one, just one, not two at this point. <sighs> Maybe a second, a first and a second. I mean, Josh Jacobs just went for two. Yeah. Saquon Barkley just went for two. I Y'all are setting the market yeah. a little bit high for my liking. If I want to try to buy a running back right now, so I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> it is interesting how though, like the running back position because there is not that many like third down three down. There's not like stud really running not. backs anymore. You just bought all the houses in the neighborhood for a certain price. And now I'm going to have to pay the same amount if I want to get a house in that neighborhood, Paul, <laughs> and I'm not happy about it, but I get it. I, I really it. think we should blame Carlos. He's the one that's been selling them. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm Listen, blaming you and don't Cal. blame the buyer. <laughs> <laughs> blame the seller. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it. If I feel like if I had known that um, I was going to cost, if I had known that it was going to happen again and again, <laughs> and he was going to acquire that many first round picks, uh, I might have thought about rescinding my trade just on principle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not though. Yeah, I, I had a strategy in mind. Yeah. You made the right move. Go, you go for it with the player, but unfortunately, I mean, when he plays, he's good, which is easy to manage from a fantasy perspective. You have enough running backs on your you're team. You're not guessing, and I think what's happening with a lot of teams is they're having to guess which running back which is running back is going to pop which week. 
And that is... That's the value. Not only is it mind-bending, but it is soul-crushing <laughs> when you get it wrong. Let me tell you, as somebody who sat A-chain one too many times in redraft. Or, that was going to be my next question, actually. Um, yeah, are, how was I wrong about him? No, no, no. Oh, are, are, you still, are you still I mean, apprehensive? Because yeah. your, your concern was not that he can't play. Your concern was his longevity. Seeing him play this way, are you just kind of like saying, all right, fuck all that longevity stuff. I want this player. Or are you still holding your horses on him? Yeah, so, you know, that's a great question. I mean, because the thing about it is I drafted him in redraft. Okay. You know, Um, because I was in a scenario where, all right, they didn't get anybody else. The season's about to start. We know that now. And, you know, I think he's an injury risk, but I've got other backs. You know, in that league, I drafted James Cook, DeAndre Swift, Jameer Gibbs, I think. So it was like I got this stable of backs. He was going late. In that scenario, I felt like it made sense. From a dynasty perspective, he certainly looks like, you know, he's part of a young offensive system that's going to be around for a while. You know, He's kind of put himself into Could that. be great. Yeah. And if you can afford to have the same thing going on your dynasty roster, then he's proven to be hugely valuable. I would say overall I was wrong about A-Chain. I think. You said he was a good player. Like, you weren't worried about him I'm, being no, able to I've never play. been worried about him being able to play. I think if he played, he'd be, you know, good. But my problem is. I mean, right now. My, my, my thing is I do think the jury's still out. Like, the performances that he's had against the Broncos um, and uh, why am I blanking on the Bills. Other team, the Bills that they just played? And he did have a good performance against them. It's also hard to get hurt when the holes that the Dolphins he are did. opening are like. Right. That's exactly what I was about to say. He didn't get hit terribly hard too much. as And he, if you're going to. Be able to drive a freight train through the <laughs> gap every time and give it to a guy this fast. I just am like, you know, you're smaller and you're moving faster and you're trying to get <laughs> hit harder. And these are some big dudes out there, man. And when you look at the backs who are Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, guys who are perennially... Perennially, <laughs> perennially, it's been a long night, guys. Perennially good. I feel like they're built differently, and yeah. I just, I, you know, I don't know, man. It's been a, it's it's happened before, you know. Oh, yeah. a chain. He reminds me of Chris Johnson. Well, that's great. I yeah. will take Chris Johnson. Yeah, give take and my it, two. You first. know, a healthy <laughs> year, two thousand yard season. CJ two K. Wow, um, one of my all time favorites, but not he, the longest career. HN on that's true. He he had a few years. HN on his college tape also liked to like deliver contact. Where where Gibbs on his college tape kind of almost like would drop down, protect himself quite a bit. Yeah. So I don't know if we see that play out in their career, but on their college tape it was pretty clear that HN was trying to run somebody over and Gibbs he was trying no to protect fear. himself. He had no fear in college. That's true. And he played in the SEC. So does that help him, or is that like, okay, he's going to just oh, take yeah. one of these hits and get, he's going to be at risk to get I hurt? absolutely helps him. But okay. I just still okay. think he's a risk. I mean, listen, 
just because we all know just because you didn't in college does not mean that you can do it in the NFL. I just worry that he's going exactly, to try to deliver contact. When you're in college, three of the guys on that defensive line are not going to the NFL. One of them is. Even <laughs> in the SEC, yeah. most of the time, unless you're Georgia. Uh, <laughs> then you're all going to the Eagles. Uh, the, the thing is, you just have the best of the best, man. And some point it feels like... When you're that small, you're fragile. But would you rather have Achan or JT at this point going forward? JT. JT. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's not done. Okay. He's not. They're just going through a little ankle injury and three, four, three, four, three down back years out of JT. I think. Um, we'll see where he ends up, though. I feel like I might wait just for that reason. I feel like Achan has gotten himself at least not in the top ten. Like he's clearly in that that debate. Like for dynasty running for backs. dynasty running backs, he has to have. I mean, again, I have my concerns for injury reasons. I'd rather and, have uh, him than Pollard. Pollard's pretty high on these lists. I'd rather have him than Pollard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But funny how things change in four weeks. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's a this window is not. It's not everything, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Some things we've learned, but also be patient. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. I mean, it's been inter- it's been an interesting uh, roller coaster is the <laughs> word I'm looking for. It's been a roller coaster for some of these rookies just in terms of, like, you know, bad start, great game, great game, bad game. Just, yeah, it... it Addison, Addison kind of strikes me when you describe that it's time, trajectory. It's time to place your bets, though. Yeah. Like, if you're going to acquire somebody, like right now you could probably go get Jordan Addison. If you're a Jordan Addison owner, you're looking at the first week, perf- four-week performance. Too somebody, good, too good. Somebody duds, throws yeah. a couple of second-rounders at you. No, I'm not. I'm somebody not. throws a first and a second at you. Mm, I think I'd probably still hold them. Honestly, yeah. which is crazy because I said I wouldn't Puka <laughs> N- for Puka Nakua, but I said I would for Addison. It's just like. It's um, an interesting topic. How much is the hype? Exactly. How much does the hype block your thinking? And I think it just goes back to my uh, kind of one of my main strategies is like the players with the contracts that the teams invested higher in i just feel like they're more safe to get opportunity after opportunity like if you're a fourth round fifth round pick and you do good for one year and then you fail next year they they don't they don't have they don't have as much invested but yes and no at the same time how often do you see Every year there's a guy. Every year is about, what was it, James Robinson a couple of years ago? Oh, where is he now? Yeah, they, well, they he's a, and he's a running back, though. If he was drafted in the first round, he would be on the, the team that he was drafted on still, probably. Like he would, They would still be trying to make Maybe, him work. Look yeah. at CEH. Look at CEH. Right. Now, he's not the best example because he's not producing for right. you. And, but, he doesn't, and he doesn't have the injury history. But, yeah. um, but your point is not wrong. Uh, and I think that's, yeah, I mean... You going Addison or Nakua? I'm going Nakua. I'm going Addison. But I'm ta- but I realize I think I'm taking the the one who's already shown that he can do it. I'm taking the boomer bust bet on that. Okay. Like I okay. think 
if Nakua ends up being good for, like, he's going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Um, the system he's in, the player he is, great. If it works, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of convincing me when you say that because that is fragile. You keep hearing McVay talk about retiring, and then you just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but you will have seen, he will have shown people how to use him. That's what I'm saying. The best thing he's done for himself so far in Dynasty is he's given himself some long-term value where even if he shits the bed, he's going to be worth something going into next season with some quarterback coach situation, I think. Well, it's clear that between tonight and the, the questions that we've raised uh, and next episode, I need to do an in-depth film study of both Addison and Nakua <laughs> and see who Nakua I would is, ultimately take. Is is very, very good. His I know it. Is. Yeah. I mean, I've watched every game, so I, I don't have to go back too far. <laughs> but if we're going to really, really compare, then I need to, like, drill into the footwork. Uh figure out what plays they were calling, go find the all 22 tape, which they do give you now on NFL plus, which is kind of nice. That's pretty and cool. one of the things I wanted to, we should touch on this because one of the things I want to touch on with the audience is the tools that I use to play dynasty. Um, the sleeper app is awesome, but NFL plus is kind of worth the subscription. You get NFL red zone with it and you can then go back and watch all the, sped up so like no commercial just play after play all 22 tapes of the games on Sundays and that does tell you a lot especially if you're somebody that is like an X and O's guy for football then I don't even have to explain to you the value of having <laughs> you know that tape to watch and just you know you know if you're evaluating Nakua and you see what do you know They've been running different plays, and Stafford's just ripping it and finding him wide open, even though he's not doing the right thing. No, he's wide open. He is wide it's open. It's probably not the case, especially based on what we've seen. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that's the type of thing that an all-22 tape can show you that For maybe sure. you didn't know. So that's a great tool. I also like keep trade cut a little bit for just measuring trades as that like a very, like, like, Low baseline. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, all right. It's good at assigning a value to draft picks in comparison to a player. And then sometimes I just completely disagree with it. <laughs> but sometimes you just want a little bit of a point of reference. And so I like that. Um, I am a big fan of team pages. If you have players on the Philadelphia Eagles... PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Believe it or not, you will learn way more about a team <laughs> and their players Local directly reporters. from them. Okay. Um, what beat writers can tell you is worth listening to because they're in the room. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just a quick, quick synopsis, quick, quick rabbit hole there. What are you doing with some beat reporters? Suck though. Just <laughs> it's true. I mean, the local media gives you. Uh, much much better coverage than like yeah. first takers. A lot of like teams that. have their own like sort of video crew video network that will cover the team too. Though, be careful and about them hyping up. Oh yeah, their well, <laughs> Yeah, you got to know how to. Gabe Davis looking to be the wide receiver one of the year. <laughs> you know they'll they say some crazy stuff sometimes, but 
Yeah. You get, more, also, you get better at also, home. Yeah, there's also a lot. Like, you can go look at, like, actual roster transaction on team pages. Like, there's actual facts on those team pages outside of just what those people are saying, too. For sure. But, a lot, but I'm telling you, a team covers teams cover themselves well. Majority of them. For sure. The good ones. <laughs> the good organizations that know how to run their business as well as their team. Chubb going down. Crazy. What about Connor? What are you doing, James Crazy. Connor? I know you're trying to trade him. I, I, his value is too low. I would be trading for him. Um, oh, I think his value is too. I have him on my team, and I want to trade him away and try to get some draft capital. But I just think that people are valuing him so low for what he's doing right now. He's having a great season. How old is he again? Twenty-eight. I think he could do this year and next year. I mean, that guy has fight, man. He's shown that. His whole career, it's just having him on my team. I watched him a lot more, and he's he's awesome. You're right. He just he fights for every yard. He does, and I I you know always a pit running back fan too. Mm-hmm. Overall, I just it's hard to give up. It's it's so much easier to give up two firsts for a you know athletic freak at 27 than it is. Uh, athletic freak at 28 <laughs> that yeah you know this season right now that he's having is so vital to what he has left in the tank that it makes trading him in dynasty like somewhat interesting he's been a consistent player he has been a consistent player but he's older and how much longer can he be that exactly the age old running back question they kind of remind me of the Ravens a little bit with Hollywood Brown, Josh Dobbs running all over the place in this running game. Um, yeah, that that's an interesting offense. comparison. They have proven to be an exciting team, despite my hatred for Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> um, and they, I, they, their, their games are entertaining for sure. Yeah, and if they go out and bring in Caleb Williams next year with one of those two firsts or – even one of the other seven quarterbacks that could potentially be a first-round pick in this upcoming draft. Um, They'll be an interesting team. Who knows? Maybe Josh Dobbs turns himself into the next Geno. Kyler Kyler is still there, too. Don't don't forget about Kyler. So they have a lot of options. They've given themselves a nice nice deck of cards that they're going to be able to do something with. Yeah. Michael Wilson with a recent breakout game. Yep, he's looking good. Um, Somebody that... Was a Senior Bowl standout. The you love that single Senior Bowl standout. <laughs> Remember, I was talking about the Senior Bowl, and I was like, "There's this one guy, um, nobody else at the Senior Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> we always love that. That translates so so well. Usually, usually it does. Who was the one from before? Christian uh, Watson, and that was going to yeah. be somebody I wanted to talk about as another go get him right now before he blows up. Player, definitely giving a, a mid back end first for. Christian Watson. That's true. And, and definitely, like, I feel like in redraft leagues, maybe you can make a, a sly fleecing for Christian. For sure. Interesting stuff. Uh, the Packers still continue to amaze me and impress me, <laughs> um, even though they haven't continued to win. And it's going to be a dogfight in that division between the Lions and the Packers. Oh, yeah. Maybe even the uh, Vikings now. Too late. Maybe even the <laughs> they'll, they'll give some games. Never mind. They'll give some people some work, but that's just 
what a hole to put themselves in. Honestly, it's 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 crazy. There'll be some fantasy points coming out of those teams at least, and uh, hopefully, folks, there'll be some fantasy points coming into your squad for your matchup this Sunday. We appreciate you listening here to Dynasty is Life. Keep on balling out there, couch GMs. Trip, you got anything to say to the people before we let them get on with your Friday evening? Drink oh, more man. beers? I, I feel bad for anybody who's playing against DJ Moore this week because it's only Friday and you and you're you're pretty fried already. That was that was quite the performance. Yeah, that was pretty insane. God darn it. Corby has him. <laughs> I'm playing against him. He benched him. Ah! <laughs>